Hello, beautiful people. Mother, my name is Elijah. What's your name? Someone's curious about the person on the other side. Hopefully you had a great start to your Friday and the remainder of your weekend turns out to be an amazing one. What we are diving into today is the path to self-actualization. That should be the goal for most human beings, but sadly only about 2% of the population actually achieve that. I'll name some people who actually achieve supreme uh, self-actualization. One guy who was the founder of it, Abraham Maslow. I can say uh, Martin Luther King, Mahatma Gandhi, um, who was Har- Harriet Tubman to a degree. Uh, trying to think some more people who achieved that self-actualization. Oh, and of course, the most notarized one uh, is Bruce Lee. I mean, who doesn't know that guy? And to achieve self-actualization is deliberately doing what it is in your power to have the life that was rightfully meant for you. Now, let's go through the tiers um, of it. There are five tiers to get to eventually self-actualization. Self-actualization. And it, it takes a lot of time, continuous hours, being persistent um, and working towards what is essentially you? Because we all have a divine purpose and a path that is set out and laid for us. But sadly, due to society, our social constructs, the environment we grew up in, it kind of it, it kind of takes us away from it, or we don't begin to see the true beauty of the life we could have because we're afraid of judgment from others. So let's start with the most basic: physiological needs. So every man, every woman needs shelter, food, water, warmth, rest, and sex. Now, if those things aren't being met, we start to go crazy. Best believe we really do start to go crazy. So prime example, uh, what is it? About 1.3 billion uh, of the population of the world is in severe poverty. That means lack of resources. They may not have clean water. They may not have good food. They may not have uh, food access to. They may not have health care, shelter, as all the things I was describing to you. Education, which is a huge one, and uh, access to information. So let's start off with food. And this is coming from populationeducation.org, uh, great website. It really gives you information on what's happening around the world um, as a result of poverty and what's causing it. So global agriculture produces enough food to feed the world's population 10 times over. Yet most of that food is going towards livestock. And one in three people worldwide is affected by that. Because of the, they're not able to get the not the right food in their body, they're malnourished and they have chronic chronic food insecurity. This lack of access has many cases. I mean, has many causes from conflict to lack of infrastructure, and the share people have affected will only increase as climate change reduces arable land for biodiversity. At the same time, the Food and Agriculture Organization estimates that food production will need a 50% increase in the next 30 years to fill the world's people. 
That is insane. And due to the livestock that we're producing, we're creating deforestation, ocean dead zones. So there are a lot of places on this planet that we're not going to be able to um, grow food or, or have vegetation to do so. And that's a problem, all because we are obsessed with animal agriculture. And hey, if we can try to get rid of some of that, that's better for our health. It's better for the environment. It's better for the biosphere. It's better for the planet overall. But we have to get away from this notion that we need protein, 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 which correlates to meat, 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 meat. And we don't need as much. If anything, a lot of the things such as the grains, the the corn, um, the beans, the legumes, any of the uh, whole foods, fruits, vegetables, cheaper sources of food, that is something we need to go towards Start, uh, you know, sadly, as a society, as society, we lack that because we are so obsessed with what's being fed to us from the commercials, and it's unconsciously, uh, unconsciously being absorbed because it's been with us since birth, since childhood, since we ever first watched television, since we ever first, you know, since we ever first heard the, um, you know, words come out of our parents' mouths saying you need this to build strong bones, milk, and cheese, and all this other stuff. And a lot of us are not even able to eat food around the world. And in America, one in five kids don't even have a a warm or a clean meal to eat on the daily basis, which is sad. Now, let's go into number two, drinking water and sanitation. Lack of water and poor sanitation is the leading cause of death worldwide. More than 40% of the population is affected by water scarcity. And 26 lacks access to even basic sanitation services. Safe water and sanitation are inextricably related to other issues. Where water is scarce, women are disproportionately responsible for safe water collection, which takes up much of their time and can expose them to unsafe conditions. Where sanitation facilities are lacking, waste can infiltrate water supplies and spread disease through agriculture. More clean water will be needed for more people, yet water has grown at a rate more than twice of the, of the population increase. How is that so? So we have a lot, of, a lot of reliable sources and areas that we can get water from, but we don't have necessarily the key access to it. And a lot of that water is extremely dirty and it's still. And as a result, it's a breeding ground for diseases. And that water that a lot of people are consuming, they're getting a lot of diseases and they wind up dying sooner than later because of that. And that's a big, huge issue. I mean, that's why you see a lot of these campaigns um, promoting clean water and uh, people flying out to certain parts of Africa because, you know, sadly, um, in terms of poverty, there over 450 million people are like in, in just in the rubble, just in the dirt, in the ground, just poor, don't have nothing, just trying to survive on about a dollar a day. That is insane. And, it, and it, it doesn't make sense to me because Africa is one of the continents on the planet that has so many resources, yet due to Everything that's been happening over the past 500 years, it's been completely stripped. And it's like one of the most poorest continents, which is so sad because that's the birthplace 
of, of human beings. That the first human remains was found in Africa. Yet that country is suffering the most. All right, now let's get into the third. Healthcare. And this ties into this, the, the second um, thing on the, uh, the pillar, which is safety needs, security. And a lot of us need security. If we don't have security, we're not going to feel alive as humans. We're not going to be as happy. There are, are, there are 400 million people globally with no basic health care. 400 million people. That is a lot. And more than 1.6 billion people whom health care access is fragile and often ins, uh, insufficient to meet their health needs. Access to health care is critical and not just for treatment of existing illnesses and conditions, but for preventing these conditions in the first place. Those neglected, uh, I mean, sorry, though neglected tropical diseases are preventable with adequate health care, 1.5 billion people worldwide still require treatment. In 2016, the global po- uh, uh, population will also eventually become the aging population, an older population. And we're, we're past 2016. We're 2019 now. Another population will overall suffer from more non-communitive diseases and require higher health care costs. Yet many of the countries whose population will significantly age by 2050 don't have the health care infrastructure to care for the greatest share of the elderly people. So more people are going to be dying younger over vast areas and places around the world obviously due to extreme poverty. That is a big issue. And America is doing everything they can to help out all these other countries, as well as other countries going out to those third world countries trying to help them out too. But it's only so much you can do. And it's sad when I think about America in itself that about 10 to 15 people in America have more than half of the wealth of America, which is insane. And America's population is about almost 400 million. That's insane to me. Now, shelter. The UN estimates that by the year 2050, more than two-thirds of the world's population will live in cities. Through urbanization is increasingly rapid, many cities' infrastructures have not been able to keep up with the increased number of people. In 2018, 883 million people lived in slums. Slums, that's like just a slap of uh, concrete... Uh, maybe a piece of metal just put together. You, you you don't have no electricity. It's completely dark. It's cold. There's no insulation. And it's just a breeding ground for diseases. And in these rural areas, crime is up exponentially. And a lot of people are dying, getting raped, suffering from malnutrition in these areas. And it's really sad. And slums are huge in India as well as in South, in, uh, South America. Like particularly like Brazil area. And we need to try to fix this. This is a global pan- like epidemic. This is, this is horrible and it's just eating us alive. And when you think about it, when these people have inadequate housing, they are more susceptible to the spread of disease, as I spoke about before, and more vulnerable to the effects of natural disasters. So if something catastrophic were to happen, everybody will be wiped out in an instant because they may not have bunkers to, to go to fallout centers uh, to, to take heed to. Or they, they may not have infrastructures that can withstand an earthquake or withstand a hurricane. And that's, that's horrible and that's sad. And I feel like everybody should have that right. But, you know, the world we live in, um, you know, natural selection takes its course. And as they say, survival of the fittest Darwin's theory starts to take its course as well. And 
some people can feel sorry for them, as we should. That is human nature. But then some people are like, oh, the way they're born, the way they live, they deserve that. And that's what they have coming to them, which is sad that some people think like that and they're so detached from humanity. Now, let's go into the number five. Education. Around 50% of the world's population has internet access. Through, um, though, that share varies significantly across countries and even within countries themselves. It is increasingly a digital world. Internet access is key to connecting with services like banking and helps people stay informed about political and social issues in their communities and countries. The free flow of information helps combat corruption and is critical for development. Um, through much of the world's population still face significant challenges uh, and having their basic needs met, progress is steadily being made um, on eliminating the problem that fundamentally affects the person's well-being. At the same time, rapid global changes, including global population, growing population, may have worsened existing problems or create new challenges, which makes it harder to resolve. Guaranteeing that everyone's needs are met will require thoughtful, specific strategies to help people everywhere. So, you see, that's the reason why crime, gangs, Rape is readily apparent when you think about South America, when you think about a lot of parts in Africa, in India, and it's it's sad, but at the same time, from where I stand, I can do my part, but there's only so much I can, uh, I can do myself. But we should all not stand for this and try to speak up for those who can't speak up to prevent those situations. And again, if basic human needs aren't being met at the lowest level, you're not going to be able to go up that tier for self-fulfillment needs. And again, this ties in with safety needs, security. Um, so let's go into the third tier. Belongingness um, and, and needs of intimate relationships and friends being met. Uh, you think about the suicide rate in America. It's four times higher in men than it is in women. Relationships is big. A lot of men nowadays feel like they don't know their place or how to be men or how to be men. And as a result, it's leading to lives with, uh, to life of depression, um, anxiety, uh, and all of these other illnesses that come with that. And they're taking their lives daily. About 30 to 40 men every day in America are killing themselves. So this is a very big issue. And a lot of women are depressed now more than ever, too. They may say that they're extremely happy, being independent, going after that lifestyle. But again, due to everything and this wave of feminism and all of this stuff, that's not the correct definition of it that people are perpetuating. People do not know where to go to or how to belong in those cases and those large on a global I'm sorry in a universal scale which is sad and that's the reason why a lot of people are committing uh, suicide and belongingness is key I mean that's the reason why like you know think about the households not growing up with a father or not growing up with a mother you know teen pregnancy is very high and you know they some women swing from one guy to the next and just getting pregnant from all these other guys and having all types of babies because that clean is for just love and just wanting to have that connection and that friendship 
And as for for men, you know, a lot of us in these rural poor uh, neighborhoods are joining gangs to try to make an extra buck and to try to support to provide for the home or to try to help the family. And then, you know, sadly, in that lifestyle, that territory comes with death or eventually going to prison. And a lot of people wind up getting killed or serving life in prison for crimes that they have committed associated with the gang that they're with. But they would have never been in those gangs to begin with if they had that structural integrity in the household. So that's a very big one. And that's just psychological because everything stems from when you're a child. The stuff that you're around, you don't realize unconsciously our actions are being dictated from when we were zero years old all the way up until about 12, right before we become a teenager, from everything that we were absorbing around us. So a lot of our choices already have been made for us. We don't, a lot of us don't even think with our own mind. We're thinking on our unconscious um, actions, thinking consciously that it is that choice that we're actually making with our brain. But unconsciously, we have already been exposed to all this information and we've been seeing it for years on end. And then eventually we make a choice according to that information that we was exposed to from about zero to 12 years old. And that is very big. And from those belongings and the you know, need of intimate relationships and friends, it goes to esteem and the prestige of feeling accomplished. Self-esteem is very big. And a lot of us try to find self-esteem in other people without realizing that we must have first respect for ourselves, um, go towards a path, a path of self-love first, because if we don't love ourselves, we can't give love. We can't give love outwardly, and that is very big. That's why when some people get pregnant and they have kids, and they wind up being terrible mothers or terrible fathers, it's because we never knew or learned how to love ourselves because we weren't in a household where we received that unconditional love all the time, and we didn't have that family dynamic of the father and the mother being near. To, to know how to express that, having a family of our own. And then status, recognition, strength, and freedom. Status is very big. I mean, for some people, especially if you're an extrovert, if you don't have certain statuses in your life, you're going to feel depressed because you feel like you're meant to be around people. And if a lot of people don't like you or like what you're about and don't respect who you are, it's going to take its toll on your mental state. And you're going to start doing things for validation. And by doing those things of validation, it's taking you away from eventually achieving self-actualization. Because the whole core essence of it is to be your greatest self. Go towards the highest pinnacle of the human mind that you can possibly be. And then lastly is the big one, self-actualization. Now, in the Japanese culture... They would refer to this as mushin, no mind or empty mind, the mind that is not preoccupied by any thought or emotion. It is empty in the same sense of being unbiased, free and adaptable. That is the true essence of Zen. So when you don't have to think and you just are, we don't have to see and you just know 
and you don't have to try to portray your action a certain way and you just be, that is a person that is self-actualized. And to get to that level, it takes time, meditating, going out there on nature walks, re-immersing yourself back in nature, showing everyone you come across with kindness and respect, keeping your body operating at the highest level, eating the right foods, giving the nutritional content that your body needs and strives for, having good social relationships, having respect for yourself, and in return, people respecting you, bringing your status higher. All of that is key to self-actualization. Now, you could try to, like, the best is to try to work towards expressing life like a child, no matter how old you are. Because if you ever thought about a child, right, their their innocence is beautiful for one, but they're not as innocent as everybody says they are. But let's just go from the basis of like innocence, right? Through that innocence, they just have full absorption of everything around them and concentration to the world around, uh, you know, their eyes that from that age and what they see. And they intend to be so honest and pure in their intentions because of it. And they really know how to enjoy and have a good time with nothing. And a lot of us don't know how to. And when you're constantly being consumed by video games, constantly being consumed by Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, um, all of these social media um, platforms, you begin to lose oneself. And when you begin to lose oneself, you do not know how to be oneself. And that, that is a problem. Because if you do not know how to be, then you start allowing other people's actions and lifestyles dictate your lifestyle. And the goal of life is not to go towards self-image actualization, but rather self-actualization. So you have to use your downtime for reflection, introspection, really understanding why you are the way you are. And sometimes you can't be around anybody to figure that out because your friends can sometimes be taking that away from you. Because if you're not around the right group of people, it's just going to be you're going to be consumed by negativity, uh, wrong thoughts, thoughts that's not necessarily going to be progressive, but thoughts that's going to be detrimental to you. And you lose your sense of who you are being around the wrong people. And I don't want you to lose the sense of who you are because yes, at the end of the day, real living is for others, but you have to be happy and never satisfied. Don't be satisfied and content with the body you may have. And it's not the body you even want, but you're happy and content with it because you're like, this is all I can get, which doesn't make any sense because you can get much more if you truly want to achieve much more. And to truly be a self-actualizer and being at that highest level, you have to have your spirit just totally immersed with the universe and the world around you. You have to have your mind just absorbing information, reading book after book, going to seminars, uh, mentoring people, listening to great people who change the world and just have the higher sense of self where it seems like it cannot be achieved, but you have to study those people. And then you'll start to realize, whoa, I can do that? Yes, it's possible. But you cannot try to be anybody else but yourself. 
And a lot of these things, these quotes that I'm saying right now are coming from Bruce Lee. I love this one. I am not in this world to live up to your expectations and you're not in this world to live up to mine. So you have to have your own divine purpose. We all have our own purpose. You're not meant to be like Kanye West. You're not meant to be like Woodrow Wilson. You're not meant to be like um, Harriet Tubman. You're not meant to be like Rosa Parks. You're not meant to be like Gwyneth Paltrow, whoever I'm naming. You're meant to be you. And as he says, the great, the, uh, great Bruce Lee says, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and essentially create what is your own. And that is very, very true. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. But the key to immortality is first living a life worth remembering. Why would you want to settle for a life of mediocrity? Our preset when we're born is to be average. We don't have to try to be anything other than average, and it's okay because that's what's acceptable in common society. But by you being a rebel, but not on in the sense of inciting violence, but by you being a rebel and going against the societal norms and construct, you begin to challenge yourself. And when you challenge yourself, growth happens. Putting yourself in circumstances and situations you did not necessarily want to be in, not for bad, but for good, and you feel nervous, you feel uncomfortable, you don't feel like yourself, that's great. Because through that, you begin to learn a lot more about yourself. And, you know, you don't allow this victim mentality to take over you. Because a lot of us have this victim mentality just due to everything that we've been seeing around us. And, you know, as he says as well, defeat is a state of mind. No one is ever defeated until defeat has been accepted as a reality. In order to control myself, I must first accept myself by going with and not against my nature. And we're in a world where it's not allowing us to be ourselves. And that's the reason why a lot of us are going against ourselves. And depression is rampant. You know, ADHD is rampant. But I mean, I don't think people should be taking medication for that. Because if anything, I feel like it makes a lot of those people who are taking medication for it worse. Um... You know, bipolar disorder, uh, a lot of things that can stem from certain environments, PTSD, that is a very real thing. And a lot of people growing up with gang violence around them, people being shot, you know, people being stabbed, robbed. That's that's a real thing. I've seen a lot of that growing up myself. That really does mess with your mind. But you have to understand where I am right now in my life. This is not where I'm going to be for the remainder of my life. I'm going to grow from this situation. But for those who had access to this from a young age, like if you grew up in it, um, in a positive environment, it's going to be very easy for you. Like if you think about it, right? In order to be completely in the mindset of self-actualization, people would have to have grow up with the following from birth. Openness in the family's household. Being able to speak about anything, not judging anyone. Opportunities. They, had, they started their own business and... As a result, you begin to learn about the business. You begin to learn about cash flow. You begin to learn about stocks. Self-disclosure. And self-disclosure could be hard for a lot, but we have to look into that. Acceptance. Knowing right where I am right now is not where I'm always going to be. Accepting that you can change and adapt and become better. Having empathy. Feeling what others are feeling. Putting yourselves in other people's shoes. 
by doing that, you begin to learn a lot more about yourself that you have never realized. A positive environment, just an environment with unconditional love, allowing you to get into everything that you want to get into to find out what you're truly good at and mastering that when you get into an older age. And as a result, you know what you want to do. And of course, having a congruent a congruent view with yourself. A lot of us don't have congruent, a congruent view with the way we view ourselves. It's always incongruent. So this is the way we see ourselves. But then as soon as we get around a certain amount of people or a certain type of people, we act different. So why are we preaching something that we're not acting upon. That doesn't make any sense. And a lot of us fake this facade or this personality to try to be liked by a social social group or a certain type of people. And that's a problem because you're going against your nature. And when you go, when you go against your nature, you're more likely to be unhappy. But remember, self-actualization is key. And this is by the great man, Abraham Mas- uh, Maslow. He said it best. He who believes in his talent, the born painter who sells stockings instead, the intelligent man who lives a stupid life, the man who sees the truth and keeps his mouth shut, the coward who gives up his manliness, all these people perceive in a deep way that they have done wrong to themselves and despise themselves for it. Out of this self-punishment may come out um, neurosis, but there may be equally come renewed courage, Righteous indignation, increased self-respect because thereafter, because of thereafter, doing the right thing and a word of growth and improvement can come through pain and conflict because you're going against the very nature, the very thing that makes you you and you should never go against it. You are the most important person on this planet. Focus on loving you. Focus on getting the best body you can have. Focus on absorbing as much information as possible for self-improvement. Eating the right foods to promote longevity, not for yourself, but for others seeing you do that. And by you by you letting your own light just blossom, everybody else is going to be able to feel like they can let their light um, come out as well and not have it dormant inside of them because they're afraid to be themselves. And you don't want people to have their insecurities take over them because you're not being your true self. By you being your true self, people feel like it's okay to be their true selves. So never forget to go towards that. Remember, that is the hierarchy of needs. Um, Obviously, going towards self-actualization. I mean, Abraham Maslow, he really figured out the human mind on that level. And I completely agree on every basis of what I just spoke. Uh, Have a great day, everyone flow in the process of life. And uh, I love you all. And do not let life get the best of you. It's all about trials and tribulations. You're strong. And I don't want you to see you give up. I'm not going to give up on myself. So I don't want you to give up on yourself. Take care, everyone.